Kat Bakos from the uh, Real Estate Buyers Agents Association. She's the president, uh, joins me. This is uh, an Australia-wide story, uh, Kate, isn't it? That is indeed, Kevin. Mm. Interesting to see too. Um, let's talk about investors uh, because there's a bit of a double whammy there. They're getting really good capital growth or potentially really good capital yeah. growth as well as a strong rental uh, return. That's a really good point you make. So a lot of investors go into the regions for a stronger cash flow. So they, we tend to find that the regions offer a higher rental yield as a proportion of the purchase price. And what we're finding with this, the latest data that's out, it's showing some really impressive growth. Now, typically, regions aren't always um, known for exceptional capital growth. In fact, the, the major cities historically have um, always had that kind of stigma. But the, the regions now are, are genuinely performing. We've had some exciting performance over the years, but we're seeing data out at the moment and we've had a real uptick. So as you've just said, a double whammy. It's very unusual and unrealistic for an investor to ex- expect outperformance capital growth and outperformance rental yield. But right now, we're they're seeing a, a positive story. Enjoying both, yeah. I, I think, too, a lot of people are understanding or realising with COVID that uh, the ability to work at home uh, has really opened up a lot more possibilities for people to live in these regional areas. But there's a, yeah. there is a note of caution. And I, I do think, Kate, that sometimes, even when in a city area, people move to a unit, uh, only to find that that's not what they want to do uh, and yeah. they, they've bought themselves a unit. The same could apply in regional areas. Is You've got to do a little bit of homework first, don't you? You absolutely do. Mm. I think anyone that decides to embrace a, a tree change or a sea change without trying before they buy is taking a significant risk because it's an enormous lifestyle change. It's a huge change for the family. And there are lots of reasons why people try it and then reverse the decision. It might be that they feel isolated, they, they could be missing having the support of family, particularly if they've got kids. Uh, they might find that the work that they were doing or the role that they need is more limited in that location. And they're, they're the negatives. There's obviously some enormous positives and it doesn't always um, have a negative spin for anyone making that change, but you've really got to be dedicated to move. And one of the, the best pieces of advice I can give anyone contemplating this is to either rent in the area and see how you feel or at the very least, have a short stay arrangement and hire an Airbnb for a fortnight. Make sure you're comfortable with commute because it's, it's all well and good to assume that you can work from home and have a great study set up, but you most likely find that you've got a role where you are expected to come into the office, whether it's once a week or whatever it could be. And if that commute is difficult or it's a real drain for you, it might be a decision that you... You regret. Yeah, you have to have to really watch that. And also, I think when you're there, and that's good advice about going and staying there for a couple of uh, days or a couple of weeks, if you can, to test drive the market. Yeah. But also, look, really investigate the market about resale value just in case you do get it wrong and you've got to resell. Yes, that's right. I mean, we, we get to know our own suburbs really intimately and we know which streets are premium and which pockets we prefer to avoid. And if you don't know the market that you're heading into with that same level of intimacy, you can find that you're buying something that might not be uh, mainstream desirable by the local community or it could be in an area that carries some stigma or um, could give you some, some negative outcomes if you were to sell in a short space of time. So it's really important to get a feel for the area or to talk to some professionals and at the very least starting with a property manager. I mean, these people know their areas inside out and they can certainly tell you all of the street characters and, and the things that you need to know. Yeah, in our in our um, one of our other shows, Real Estate Talk, the online show, um, 
I get emails quite often about people who've made these moves and, and they, they say, well, look, it sounded great at the time. We even tested the market, but we found we really missed the family. And one of the things we didn't mm. consider was the fact that they might have to come and stay with us. Yes, it is very important if you are looking at, at the tree change or sea change to think about who will be coming and visiting and to make sure you encourage your friends to do so and have the capacity to host them. And so it might mean you've got an extra bedroom or a bigger house. And these things are really important because it, it can feel quite upsetting if you are living hours away from your community and people don't come and stay. Yeah, indeed. In fact, you know, here we are, Kate, talk, talking about this as if it's like something new. But uh, Simon Presley, who's a regular on this show from Propertyology, yeah. pointed out recently, and I know you spoke to him as well. Yeah. Uh, he's saying, well, hang on a minute, guys, this is nothing new because more than 52,000 uh, Australians in net terms migrated from the capital city locations in the last three years. So it's nothing yeah. new. No, it's not. And Simon has mastered so many regions over the years. I've got so much respect for his research, but the numbers don't lie. There's um, definitely compelling evidence there and the uptake in regions across all of our states has been nothing short of of really exciting. Yeah. In fact, I was uh, surprised to read the other day that, and I think Simon uh, came out with this, but uh, five out of the eight capital cities had a net decline in population and uh, that was uh, just last year. Yeah, really interesting data, and there's all kinds of reasons and drivers for that. But when we look at the enablers, it's things like commuting times, upgraded infrastructure, connectivity, the ability to work from home, and, of course, what we've all noticed out of corona um, and the restrictions is we've proven to not just our, our organisations and bosses but to ourselves we can work effectively from home. And yeah. so that's, that uptake that we're seeing, I think, yeah. we've only just seen the start of it. And good news, of course, for Brisbane because uh, I mentioned there that five out of the eight capital cities had a net decline in population. One of the ones that didn't was Brisbane. Hobart was yeah. another. And surprisingly, Melbourne had a small gain of about 590 people, um, but all the others had net loss. Yeah, really interesting data. And um, as I said, that the numbers don't lie, but we've, we've got some compelling um, regional stories there that, that are highlighting that people are embracing that lifestyle. Indeed, they are. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention too was um, the skill shortage. And this is one of the reasons why the regions are becoming so popular, a skill shortage in some of the larger regional areas. If you, if you jump onto SEEK as an example, yeah. uh, they're currently listing 50 jobs in Orange uh, in New South Wales that pay more than $100,000 per annum. And with yeah. the median house price there of 430000 it it actually comes up fairly well. It's a pretty exciting looking yeah. equation when you think about it, isn't That's it? Right. It is. And yeah. it's, you know, Orange is just one example. I'm very active. Obviously, my state is Victoria, so I do a lot of work in Ballarat and Geelong. And I'm seeing that workers are being incentivised mm. to move. So we've got Consumer Affairs setting up an office in Ballarat, and I've helped some um, workers from that very office move to Ballarat. And the, the model that they're offering. Um, as an incentive to their employees, is pretty pretty exciting. So if it's something that you're thinking about doing, yep. uh, the jobs are there. Hey, there's uh, just one other point I wanted to mention too, and uh, once again talking about Queensland, uh, the there are two areas in Queensland that have struggled a little bit in terms, you know, we've been waiting for them to grow, Cairns and Townsville. They've been yes. hit very hard with COVID. But it's interesting that Cairns had a single biggest increase in jobs, 24% in all of Australia and Townsville, outperformed both the national and state average over the last 12 months. That's a 
and, and you're looking there at, uh, you know, really good quality homes in the mid 400,000s, Kate. Absolutely. Beautiful, beautiful homes and um, a very vibrant area. So it's really pleasing to see um, Northern Queensland, um, you know, demonstrating this data because, as you said, it, it, they have had a little bit of a hard time and have, you know, had to deal with a few obstacles over the years, whether it's been flooding, cyclones, etc. But to, um, to see the data come to light, it definitely shines a good spotlight on a really, really beautiful part of the world. Kate Bakos has been my guest. Kate is the Presidente of uh, the Real Estate Buyers Association of Australia. Kate, great talking to you. Thanks for your time. Always a pleasure, Kevin.